From Audio Boom comes Covert, a new podcast that delves into the murky world of spies, soldiers, and top secret military operations. I'm Jamie Rennell, and together we'll discover the real stories of history's greatest classified missions, told by the operatives, soldiers, and journalists who experienced it firsthand. Follow Covert on Spotify or subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. You know, it's very rare very rare indeed that we do something here on Movies First that that could almost describe my state of mind virtually every time that I speak to Alex First. (laughs) Today's movie is called The Beguiled. Alex, has someone sneakily made... (laughs) Someone sneakily made uh, a biopic about me while I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that, this that this is all about you. I, I like that. We should be concentrating. Here. You're, you're somebody who's an intriguing individual at the best of times, and if I can tie you up in knots, it's my pleasure to do so. Having said that, do you like chicks flicks or chick flick type material? Uh, now, that is a loaded question, Alex. It is a loaded question. Some of them are very, very good and most enjoyable. Some of them I would rather watch someone scrape their fingernails down a blackboard a la Roy Scheider in Jaws. Now, okay, so what have you really enjoyed that's, that you would term a chick flick? Because I can immediately point to several of them, but give me one. Let's go with Love Actually. Yep. What about Pretty Woman? Pretty Woman. I enjoyed Pretty Woman. Pretty I don't know if I'd actually call it a chick flick. I think it actually managed to transcend the genre. Yeah, probably did. I, I, I That's one of my favourite movies. I th- and When Harry Met Sally, which is not just a chick flick, that's, that's true too. So anyway, the reason I'm mentioning this is because I reckon this is a chick flick. It, it was done actually in 1971 and we've waited you know, for, for a remake. It was. It's directed by Sophia Coppola. Did you see The Virgin Suicides? Yeah, yeah, that was a really weird yeah. film. It was, but again, it really announced her to the world. Mm. And name like Coppola, she's made some very, very good... She did The Bling Ring and, and movies like that. Some people have appreciated a, a bit of her work more than others, but she's not afraid of pushing the envelope, and that's what I really love about her. This one is set in the Civil War. We're, we're talking 1864, and the action takes place in and around a southern girl's boarding school in Virginia. And there's this wounded Union soldier that they come across. They're on the other side. And, and basically he takes refuge. So he takes refuge in this school run by two women, one played by Nicole Kidman. She's the headmistress. And her 2IC is Kirsten Dunst. So they're the two adults in the place. And then there's five young well, girls, and one of them is played by Elle Fanning, by the way. So well, gee, there's, there's a great trio to headline, isn't it? Nicole Kidman, oh, Kirsten Dunst, Elle Fanning. You know, you're, you've got to be on a winner here, surely. Oh, absolutely. And Angry Rice, who is a, an up-and-coming actor. We, we're seeing a lot of her. She's an Aussie, by the way. So she's in amongst the, the girls here as well. So all of these girls slash women, all of them, all seven of them, fall in love with this wounded Union soldier. Oh, dear. Problems. Problems are plenty. Played by Colin Farrell, no less. Oh, of course. (laughs) Yes. So he's a horrible-looking man, women tell me. Anyway, 
that's the whole point that he's this got got this sex appeal about him and in in writing the screenplay adaptation Sophia Coppola went back to the novel by Thomas Cullinan to tell the tale from the female character's perspective and Colin Farrell sort of talks about the movie he says it looks at how whatever innocence has been maintained in a time of war can be lost and the more animalistic aspects of human behavior provoked even when not on the front lines Kirsten Dunst talks about this as a southern gothic tale. So things bubbling under the surface, then they reach boiling point and explode. When you think about the movie The Beguiled, it there, there was a movie it reminded me of, and in fact, I'm sure that this entered Sophia Coppola's head as well. Remember Misery with, with Kathy Bates and James oh, Carr? Oh, yeah. That, and I know that Stephen King, has, other than The Mist, has never liked any of the movie adaptations of his books, but Misery was awesome. And that was that Kathy Bates' breakthrough role where she yeah. went from being sort of a bit part actor to someone who was, who was given enough responsibility to headline a project? Certainly that's the way I saw it. She and James Kahn in that movie. Look, the commonality here is that in both these films, The Beguiled and Misery, the man is, is a guest slash prisoner. So there's, there's the link. What a matchup! And what a team, Mike! Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Claim based on talking tax. Not valid for active numbers currently on our T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. You're listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. It's atmospheric, The Beguiled. Beautiful sets and settings and costumes. The sun streaming through the trees. It is a period drama. Having said that, it draws lots of laughs. I'm not really convinced that was the intent. I mean, the several big names in that cast that I've mentioned, they jostle for the attention of, of the handsome enemy soldier. I actually wasn't all that convinced that any of the actors were particularly sold on their fawning characters. And the laughs happened when all of these women played for a slice of Farrell. So smouldering good, smouldering good looks aside, I really struggled with his persona switching from bewitching to dastardly and back again. It was almost like a, a caricature or a, or a cartoon to me. It, uh, hey, is- hey, Alex, how would you handle it if seven shall we say, seven good-looking women all suddenly decided to start throwing themselves at you. I mean, look, for me, it's a fact of daily life. It's a curse that I live with. But for you, you know, how would you handle that? Yeah, look, I'd turn to you, the, the past master, and, and, and get tips from you. I, I, I would say, Christopher, all your life, women have been pawing at you. How do you handle the adulation? How, how do you handle the success that you have with women? And you'd no doubt give me five tips, which I- are... Which- Look, I, I, I'd, give you, I'd give you plenty of tips, but this is only a short podcast and we don't have the time to go into them all. You can give me three. I'll Just, be more than happy with three. And, and the first of those well, for is... Mo- for most people, Alex, I'd say be yourself, but you know. You know. Well, yeah, you, you, you'd use your, your charm, your boy's charm, 
that really that nice little smirk of yours. You, you'd you'd also sort of say you, you'd be your chest to these women. I I understand that, Chris, because you're that sort of guy. That's the animal in Chris, folks. If you haven't sort of caught up with him in person, I'm giving you a bit of a slice. To, now, to, 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 quote, to quote the great Steve Martin, for I am a wild and crazy guy. <laughs> you are. Hey, let it be said. Now, this is. I know this is not politically correct. That's the reason I, I'm calling this a, a chick flick, because it is. I mean, the ladies in the audience I saw it with, they relished what was being dished up. There was no shortage of merriment and mirth amongst them. I didn't notice a lot of laughs amongst the men, I might say, but there we go. It's heavy on melodrama. There is an audience for this kind of material, let's be honest, but I reckon if you dig into the plot, you'll readily find holes. I'll give you one of those. Why are these women, seven women in this beautiful home, left alone to cope as best they can in the midst of the Civil War, and you hear gunfire and cannons in the background, but nobody bothers to go in and investigate and steal all their great stuff. They just do their own thing, right? Three years into the Civil War. I just didn't find that all that plausible, right? I mean... It's about as plausible as women pouring at you in the number of seven. But there we go. So I, I struggled with that, Chris. Uh, uh, look, I mean, I know if we go back into the annals of history, right, that there is, there is Helen of Troy, she who had the face that launched a thousand ships and so on. But yeah. in general, mm -hmm. in general also, in the time of the Civil War, the odds of, well, seven gorgeous women being located in the one house at the one time during a time of war... You know, you're probably stretching the bounds of credibility just a little bit there with the premise as well. But I suppose what we are saying, it, that's that's what the movie does. It transports you there, and you're kind of like in a goldfish bowl. And without that, it wouldn't be the beguiled. So I, I get it from both perspectives, but, yeah, credibility somewhat lacking. But it still has a style about it, and I admire Sophia Coppola for trying something a little bit different. I don't think this is her best work nor do I think it's terrible. Somewhere in the middle, about a six and a half, maybe, yeah, about six and a half, maybe seven, if I'm really, really pushed for The Beguiled with a running time of 94 minutes. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.